Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. What I love about Shopify is basically how no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. I know we use Shopify here at Betches. And honestly, anyone with any kind of business could really benefit from Shopify. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklyn, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash betches, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash betches now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash betches. On this week of Crown Jewels... Do we have another Megxit in the works? Princess Eugenie is rumored to be moving to California. Is Helena Bonham Carter giving Boomer about the crown entering its next era? And you know we couldn't go another week without talking about Harry's Todger. Do we really need to know who took his virginity? We are back with another episode of Crown Jewels, the elite podcast for the royally obsessed, presented by Betches Media. I'm Lex Nico. And I'm Samantha Bush. And today, I mean, we're talking a lot about the British royals today. I got to be honest. There's also some talk about the crown and whether or not it should stick around. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, there's a lot going on. There's a lot going on. Also, I Sam, I don't know if you are aware, but you are now in the presence of a celebrity. Right. Because I am close personal friends with Ryan Seacrest. <laughs> I love this for us. I love this for us. We had the very good fortune of being asked. Well, I went on the Ryan Se- on air with Ryan Seacrest's radio show, but we were very fortunate because of the Crown Jewels podcast to go on there and give some quick bites about Spare, the never-ending story <laughs> Spare the never-ending by story. Prince Harry, um, and talk about the book last week, which was very freaking exciting. How was Ryan? A pro. Seriously, a pro. Like, it felt like I was having a quick chat with a friend. It was 10 minutes in and out of there, but lovely. The rest of his uh, crew on on air, lovely. You know, they laughed at my jokes at all the right times, asked the right questions, kept the convo going. Professionals. I love that. Because, you know, I... I do like Ryan Seacrest, but when it came to the worst between him and Andy Cohen, like, I Mm. was obviously team Andy because I was team get drunk on television yes. for New Year's Eve. So, you know, but Ryan is a professional. He's been doing this a long time. Hasn't aged a day. Hasn't aged a day. He's been doing this a very long time. And I honestly don't even know how he does it. Like, no. his schedule. I don't either. I mean, he does this radio show. He does... Uh, coastal Yeah, I live believe. with Kelly and Ryan. Does he still do American Idol? Yes. No. Yes. Yes? Does yes. he? Yes. 
I believe I, so. I'm real tapped out of American Idol. Have oh, I been know. since about 2006. <laughs> so I don't really know what's going on over there. But it, I, think I think he's he still does sticking it, yeah. around. Yeah. And so, you know, also let's not forget he was the executive producer of America's royal family, the original Keeping Up with the Kardashians, brought yeah, that to E. So, yeah. you know, Ryan's been busy and it was just a pleasure to... He, uh, was, he was E's Andy Cohen. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. And you know what? We're now in. We're in the inner circle. Crown Jewels has arrived. I love that. I love Sound that Sound the us. little trumpets. <laughs> Sam, do you want to start us off with some royal subjects for our royal subjects? I sure do. So Excellent. the first topic for today in Tea and Crumpets is, is another British royal family member moving to California? So according to the Daily Mail, Princess Eugenie and her husband, Jack Brooksbank, what a British name. I know. <laughs> that I is just, probably I... the most British name I've ever Jack heard. Jack Brooksbank. Yeah. Oh, it sounds like it. out of a Hallmark movie, like where the <laughs> prince like goes undercover in like a small town in Connecticut. Um <laughs> may follow the Duke and Duchess of Sussex to California following the birth of their second child. I mean, I am not – I don't hate this. Okay, like, because I love very predictable. This. Tell me why you don't hate this because I love this. Go on. Um, it just feels a little predictable to me. Like, I would have much rather them – you know, kind of maybe started their own thing in America, not moved like directly next to Prince Harry in Montecito <laughs> and like trying to be in with that whole crowd. Um, but here's the thing. I just, I'm just not, I'm not feeling it that much. I have to interject here because here's the thing. They are not okay. looking to move to Montecito. They are looking to rent in West Hollywood Oh. Until they figure out Are they going to join Vanderpump Rules? Seriously. I was like, they want to rent before taking this plunge. And I'm like, so what? Are they going to be neighbors with Harry Jowsey, Tinks, going to Sir and the Abbey on the weekend? Yeah, hanging out with TikTok kids. Yes. Like, are they going to be at Saddle Ranch with their two children for weekend brunch? (laughs) Wait, they're choosing West Hollywood? That's allegedly. That's the rumor. And this is Daily Mail. But I thought it was a very fun tea and crumpet because selfishly, I was like... I could see this. Think about it, Sam. Mm-hmm. Like, she probably wants to escape Ugh. the drama that surrounds her father. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she's extremely adjacent to that. And I feel like she also really is very close with Harry. And seeing how he is seemingly really happy in California and has this, like, sense of freedom and like a sense of normalcy I feel like she probably really craves that so like it totally makes sense like Mm -hmm. I get why she's doing it I listen if that's what makes her happy go for it girl (laughs) you know I don't really know I just I I don't have major feelings about it either way to be honest you know what maybe I do because I live and that's so not like me I know I know no the fact that you live there like you're a stone's throw Oh, I'm a stone's throw from West Hollywood and I can be in Montecito in under two hours. You know, I like, I'm just like, I feel so close. Yeah. Like, I think I would probably feel the same way if they were like, we're moving to Gross Point, Michigan. I'd be like, oh my God, that's like 30 minutes away. Like that. Okay. How you feel about this is how I feel about um, Gabriella Giudice getting into University of Michigan. (laughs) Because I'm like, Teresa Judice is going to be on our land. 
oh yeah you know like, she's coming to campus so i totally get it i i totally Saturday get it Life. i'm just yeah <laughs> you know are you gonna start attending games now that she's you know i have gone to a few football okay. games but now i think i might have to get season tickets i might be in the student section you never know <laughs> Also, speaking of Harry and Eugenie and everything about California and this epicenter of Montecito, mm-hmm. we had Ellen and Portia's wedding, which uh, obviously Megan and Harry God. attended. But it was interesting to me. Were they this there? Is, they were there. Did you, you hear think? about this? No, I heard about it, but I saw no photos. Oh, there were photos and there was There video. were photos of that? There was photos and video where you can clearly hear Harry his distinct oh. laugh in the background. So what was so interesting to me, and it's, again, this is a very, it, maybe this is because I'm in California. Like, it was on the news, but it was on the news that, like, Harry and Meghan attended Ellen and Portia's wedding. Not Ellen and Portia renewed their vows. Chris right. Jenner was the, the ordained minister, officiant. Yeah. Like, it was Harry and Meghan attended. Is that crazy? That's really crazy. I didn't think Ellen was friends with Megan or Harry in, like, any capacity. I thought, I don't know. Like, I feel like if James Corden was going to renew his vows, I feel like Harry would go to that because he did his show. Remember they, like, went on that yes, bus? yeah. I thought he was so sexy in that interview. So like, He good. was just, like, riding Loved on that, that bus, interview. and I was just really into it. But this Harry and – or this Ellen and Portia, first of all, I know that this isn't, like, exactly, like, royal news related, but something's going on there because I never trust people that renew their vows. I just don't. Really? Yeah, something's I mean, going on. They'll divorce in like dress. Yeah, that's Portia. weird. Ellen was very caught off guard. It was Portia's birthday party, surprise part, but they surprised Ellen with the wedding renewal for Portia's birthday. The vows were very sweet, but again, all of the headlines were Harry and Meghan were there. And it makes we're sense there. because Ellen and Portia are like the mayors of Montecito. So right. I feel like anybody has that tight knit community it's very small there I should also highlight that yeah I, I you know maybe because I'm feeling a little under the weather I'm just feeling real I'm in my like hater hater <laughs> era um <laughs> I don't know I'm like rolling through a toxic positivity <laughs> yeah you're like I love this I'm like um I just think like because there was a lot of chatter too about like the women um, who attended Anastasia of Beverly Hills, like her event. Yeah. And it was like Oprah and Kim and JLo and like all of these women. And people were making note that Megan was not in attendance. Yeah. And I was like, that is a little surprising. So I feel like th- at this point, like they're being very selective about what events that they they go to. Yeah. But I just didn't, I wasn't aware that these people were, had any sort of relationship. Oh, there. I, I bet they have a deep Hello, Cap, Illuminati, 100%. No, I mean, maybe Ellen like has reached out to Megan. Well, Megan was on the Ellen show, remember? Um, I think also Ellen has gone through a lot of adversity. We've really gone off topic here, but Ellen's gone through a lot of adversity. This is an Ellen to In coming podcast. out as a gay woman uh, in the 90s and early 2000s. And so maybe she understands or empathizes with Harry and Megan's experience. Well, but also, like, Montecito. She's also been tiny. like written off. Yes, true. By, like, society. So she yes. probably, like, reached out and was like, listen, I feel you. People hate me, too. Yeah, like, girl, I get it. Harry, Like, my I show got it. canceled. My syndicated show. Come to Portia's birthday. <laughs> yeah, my legacy got canceled because I'm mean. 
It's wild. To people. It's wild. But, you know, I am excited to maybe start seeing, you know, Harry and Meghan maybe out and about in town. I don't want to hear anything from them yet. I, I yeah. would just be happy to see them at, like, Sweet Green. Ugh. I mean, we'll see. That just feels very L.A. I don't know if that's, like, a thing there. <laughs> it is. It is. We just got one over by me for the first time, so I'm really in my L.A. influencer girly there you era. go. Mm-hmm. Let me know. You got to do a, a Sweet Green review. Yeah. My $32 salad. In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Let's get into our second tea and crumpet here because Helena Bonham Carter says that the crown should end now because because it is no longer a historical drama. So we know she portrayed Queen Elizabeth's younger sister, Princess Margaret, my favorite character on the show. She was so good as her. She was so good. But she was on, um, I guess, like the official crown podcast. And she Mm -hmm. was saying, that's not this one. That's not this one. But you know what? We did do a season five deep dive. So if you haven't listened to it, go back and listen to it. One of my favorite episodes we recorded. Shameless plug. But she says, I should be careful here too because I don't think they should carry on actually. I'm in it and I loved my episodes, but it's very different now. When The Crown started, it was a historic drama and now it's crashed into the present. But that's up to them. Your thoughts? My thoughts are, th- I mean, that's rich. Like, right? Like, okay, so you had your time on the show and it was a historical drama. Um, it's still historical. It's just now closer to the present than it was when you did it. Correct. Like, that's the problem. Like, I don't know. Like, it just seems kind of silly to be like, when I was on this show, it was, you know, so amazing and you know, so accurate and closer to historical, you know, facts. And now it's trash. It's like, what are you even talking about? Right? That's like, no, that it's it's ridiculous. And so this, they're filming for the sixth and what is planned to be the final season of The Crown. Mm-hmm. It's going to take us into the late 90s, possibly early 2000s. It's 2023. Right. Early 2000s is history. 20 we years ago. Paris Hilton, you know, who else? I'm like Meghan Markle. We look at Paris Hilton, Britney Spears, Lindsay Lohan, Leigh The Hills. That is history, okay? Yeah. History. That's history. all we're doing. So I'm very interested why she brought this up in such 
a, like, it, it, I can't even think of the word right now, but like she's brought it up in like a condescending way almost. It's like, yeah, you were on the show. I know. So how is it any different? That's than what now? I mean. It's not like, it's just, it's just different historical context mm-hmm. or something. Like, yeah, okay, we're not talking about that explosion that happened at the factory or whatever in like 1942. I mean, those are obviously not accurate dates or <laughs> um, things that happened, but I'm just using that as An just a wild example. Now we're talking about things that still happened. Mm-hmm. They're just closer to our time now. Correct. There's Perhaps more, we were alive for these Yeah, events. there was electricity. Like, I, I'm just like, it just... It's kind of just giving like hater vibes. It's mm-hmm. it's just not. I, I don't know. I'm. It just seems kind of. I know this is going to sound ridiculous. She just sounds kind of lame for saying this. I know, and like I think it's just like a tad bit dramatic, given that the show is planning on. Do you think ending? she's jealous that more Perhaps. people are now excited more about like like? Granted, the early seasons are incredibly well done. Like they're great. I love The Crown. But now, like, people are, like, really excited about Princess Diana era. Like, they're really excited about the Prince Charles and the and the death and, like, all of this stuff. And it's like, are you jealous that, like, this is getting a little bit more pop culture type of attention than what, what season you were in? Like, I don't know. But here's the know. thing. There are people who are an older generation who watched those first seasons and were there for it. And so for them, it was a part of their cultural zeitgeist. This is a part Mm -hmm. of our generation's cultural zeitgeist. Mm -hmm. And I think it's like, they're just being a little bit intense. Like, I understand. the boomer. Yeah. Like, I understand the rhetoric of like, I know people were really upset with like the Jeffrey Dahmer, Ryan Murphy series. But it's like, treating the crown like it's as distasteful as something like that is like a little ridiculous for me. If anything, they're being very tasteful. With the way that they handle everything, in my opinion. Like, they try not to have it ever skewed in too much one way. Like, it's – they pretty much – I feel like they balance out the episodes. Like, one minute you're feeling for Prince Charles. The next episode you're feeling for Princess Margaret. The next episode you're feeling for Diana. Like, it kind of gives a well-rounded view. And, like, at the same time, it is a show. It is for entertainment value. Mm -hmm. I don't know. This just doesn't – it just seems to me that she just got a little bit of um, and twinge of jealousy. Yeah, the green monster bit her. Yeah, I mean, the look, green monster. We talk about and we joke about how this is a documentary for us. We really of do. Course. <laughs> but that being yeah. said, you know it's a drama the second you see they cast Dominic West as Prince Charles, and that's all we have to say. Right. <laughs> like that's the farthest thing from the truth. That I've seen on this show. Correct. Everything else has happened exactly the way. Completely inaccurate. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know. This kind of bummed me out because I like her. Mm-hmm. I think she's a great actress. I think she's incredibly talented. And I was just kind of disappointed to see that this was her take on it. But you I know? think you're right. I think it's a little bit of like jealousy. She's probably like, like, why the fuck wasn't I Princess Margaret in these seasons? Yeah. Why did I get like Princess Margaret season two? Would she still be whistling that tune if she was on the show? We no. don't know. Probably not, because I don't hear Claire Foy saying a word, <laughs> and she was a perfect queen. Ah, uh, like incredible. literally perfect. Those first seasons, oh my god! I mean, again, it was historical in the sense of like, yeah, it happened a really long time ago, and it wasn't as like quote unquote salacious. But 
that's not the time we're living in anymore. Exactly. It's not my problem these people got in touch with the royal rota. You know? (laughs) That's not our problem. I do wish we could bring it all the way until Spare came out, but I get it. That oh, might be a little God, too, what I would give. too many seasons. What we'll I would give to have someone movie. like, yeah. What I would give to have someone like act out the lip gloss scene. <laughs> oh, God. I would be like foaming at the mouth. The Elizabeth Arden on his todger. <laughs> oh. Okay. I I have to move on from Spare. I'm so sorry. Yeah, we, you know, we, it's like we, we hate it, but we can't stop talking about it. It's like we're Katie Heron and me yes, girls. Yes. Yeah. Like we're like, I could feel people becoming bored with me, but I just couldn't stop. I was a woman possessed. That's how I feel. <laughs> oh man. Anyway, speaking of Harry and Megan, let's get into our final tea and crumpet here. Because, okay, let me just read what this is, okay? Omid Scobie who is a royal reporter, uh, writes that Kate, so Princess Catherine, her work for the royal family needs more impact. So he essentially is saying that she's planted these seeds as the Princess of Wales early in her years for over a decade, um, you know, of advocating for children's rights and the self-esteem of young children and early child development, Okay. But he goes on to say that her most recent program, Shaping Up, um, has really exposed us to the ineffectiveness of the royal family's charity work. Lex, can I tell you something? Yes. I think there are people high up in the press media world who listen to this podcast and just kind of like regurgitate what we say. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like we just talked about this, like Correct. in the sense of Meghan and Harry. And now this is coming out and it's like, now we're talking about Kate? Because this is exactly what we've been saying. Like yes. their work really is an empty shell. It's There's really not much really happening. I think you know, they do their walkabouts and they go on their little tours and they dance with the people of the Caribbean and they do that. But like when it comes to actually like enacting some sort of change, I don't see that happening. And it again, what has Kate done? Right. You but know, that's the thing. It's, it's not. And again, it's not to take away from the fact that like this is the role she's been given. This is the work she's been assigned to do. But, you know, they Omid does talk about how, like, having actual impact in this field of early child development, let's continue to use this as an example, cannot be done without stepping into policy or politics. And to your point, it's sort of the same thing with Harry and Meghan. Have we actually seen them step into policy or politics, which we also talked about last week I know. with their, you know, impact on social media? It's like, are they changing policy? Are they fighting for that? Like, we even see Kim Kardashian doing that. You know what I mean? Kim Kardashian is quite literally, like, freeing people from prison. Correct. You know what I mean? And it's like, you can shit on her all you want. I do have my own issues with Kim Kardashian. That is mm-hmm. for another podcast, another time. But she, like, I can fundamentally, like, sink my teeth into, like, what she's doing. Like, I can wrap my head around it. I can look at it. I can, like, understand it. And I can see the change that she's made. Um, I mean, even I'm sorry, like even Paris Hilton, she's going to the Capitol. She's talking about, you know, children's rights. And 
um, these horrible institutions that children get sent to for like, you know, being, you know, difficult. Uh, with this, with these people, they're not doing that. And it's frustrating because you expect this from the older generation, like mm-hmm. Charles or Camilla or, you know, Princess Anne or something. But for the younger people, it's like, yeah, I, I understand that this was the role you were given. But don't you want to do something more with it? Or are you just doing it because this is just kind of what you were told to do and you're just going along and, um, you know. Well, I think for I Kate, she's just going along with it. Like we've, you know, Kate kind of was accepted into the family after a lot, a difficult journey to get there. And mm-hmm. then she, you know, immediately just got on board. And that's all well and good. I'm fine with that. But like, I think it also, you know, begs the question of Harry and Meghan. I'm I'm optimistic, let's say, and excited to hear more from them and what they're able to do to actually impact mm-hmm. change outside of the family. But I think they are following a similar blueprint as of right now that hasn't really inspired or um, in, not even impressed me, but like, you know, shown impact in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And I know Nothing. we get a lot of people, yeah, I get a lot of people yelling in my comments about what we say <laughs> And that's okay. And I'm not trying to make this about Harry and Meghan, but I think I'm trying to show that but like- But it is all intertwined. It's we about all about of them. Yeah. And it's about the fact that like, as much as you want to say this is a more modern monarchy and it's they've come not. in and they're making strides. <laughs> it's fucking not. And that's where their popularity is going to – I mean, it's already dropped significantly. Mm-hmm. But it's going to keep dropping because people are going to be – especially in this, like, financial climate that every – and everything that us as a, you know, world has gone through in the last couple of years with COVID and, you know, everything. It's like we're kind of sick of – seeing these people not put their money where their mouth is and they're kind of just talking the talk and not walking the walk. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I keep using these phrases. Um, <laughs> I'm so sorry. But I think it's great. I just think people are kind of sick of it. And they're going to be like, what are you? What are we again? What are we paying you for? And like, it's kind of how Americans feel about their government. Like we're sitting yes. here and we're like, what the fuck are you guys doing? Like, you're doing nothing. You're quoting, you know, Taylor Swift lyrics that your, you know, 19-year-old intern told you to fucking say. No, it was so embarrassing. I truly, I can't. This is the most embarrassing nation on the planet. (laughs) Um, And there's a king of Thailand walking around in a crop top and fake tattoos. (laughs) I really cannot. So it's like, Kate, I love that this is what you're passionate about, but, like, please actually do something with it. Like, the... One of the things that I can actually look at Megan and be like, wow, she did something with this is when with the um the Cook victims book? of the Grenfell. Yeah. Yeah. With the fire. Like she actually like she went there. She made a cookbook. She did the profits, gave them the money. Like that was something I could get behind. This like idea of like we're going to help social media culture. Are you? And this begs the question further for me of like, had Meghan and Harry stayed, would they have actually been able to impact change and pot- like potentially policy and things like that? And is that a part of what the royal family was scared of, that they wanted to break that mold? Again, I feel like or- being with the royal family, Meghan and Harry, it was very easy for them to point a finger and say, see, look how you guys are doing it. We're going to do it a different way, and we're actually going to make a difference. 
Mm -hmm. But what they're really doing now that they're no longer part of that family is still just kind of continuing the non-work work that the royal family does. I know. And the question is, why? I don't know. But I need them to figure this out. They need to stop <laughs> going to Ellen and Portia's. They need to, like, you know, spend their $13 million, like, actually doing something. And I could, you know what? By next week, some big news could come out and they could have done this. You know, they could have cured Parkinson's. And I'll, and I'll you know, eat shit. But until that happens... Yeah, you're not ready for it. I'm, that's okay. I'm waiting. Oh, my gosh. And I don't want to hear a fucking word from anybody being like, well, what are you doing? Uh, I'm not a bajillionaire. I'm literally recording from my bedroom. <laughs> Please. We're small potatoes in yeah. a big pond. Yeah. In a big like, pile. Like, please, stop. So, Lex, are you ready to make it rain? Of course. Let's get into this week's rant. And uh, I have so many thoughts about this. You know what? Let's talk about it because the woman who took Prince Harry's virginity has come forward. And I just have to ask, why now? Why? So Sasha Walpole has come forward now because she has said that she fears for her own privacy. She says that she was shocked. And she feels like he has brought this to her door. No. She described this to the son. This is her reaction to Harry talking about their encounter in his book. Please go off. I see you're ready. This type of story makes me so angry because, girl, no one was talking about you. Literally. there. I think I saw one little tweet that was like, some woman took Harry's virginity. Okay, yeah, we've all, you know, lost our virginities you know, we've Have all, we? I mean, maybe I don't want to speak for everybody, but it's just funny because she's like, he brought this to my doorstep. It's like, he really didn't. He didn't name you. No one really like, I didn't see any, I didn't see her name anywhere. And I feel like I'm very deep into this. Like, Same. And I didn't see a single headline that said the person that took his virginity was Sasha. Never. No. So for the- her to come out and be like, he brought this to me. I have to speak on it. Girl, just say you want your 15 minutes and shut up. Agreed. <laughs> like, just say that you want to be the one to say that you took Harry's virginity in a field. Just say that. I would much rather her just be like, ha- like have like a shitty sit down with the Daily Mail and just be like, listen, I was the one that did it. I'm proud of it. It is what it is. It's me. It's me. Hi, I'm the I'm problem. The problem. <laughs> it's me. <laughs> yeah, literally. The only conversation I heard around this was it was an older woman, it was behind a bar, and it was quick. And then the other thing that I heard in my research, not even, and you know how deep we are in yeah. this conversation. We wear tinfoil caps and Seriously. we do research, you guys. The only thing I heard was that people had suspected it was Elizabeth Hurley and she denied mm. that it was her. And then everybody moved on with their little old day. Because mm-hmm. no, that wasn't even, like, a really big part of the story. Like, yeah. everyone was focused on his Todger and what he said about William's balding. Like, Correct. No one was really – I don't even think we talked about it in the podcast we covered on this book. No. We didn't. Because I don't care. I don't think it's interesting. And I think it's so – I'm, like, embarrassed for her. Well, yeah. Because it's she's embarrassing. Like- 
I don't like she's like my phone started to ping with dozens of messages who realized that it was my story and people know that we were because we were a part of that uh, social circle and things like that and like here's the thing so your social circle knew so you came out to the entire world like mm -hmm. like you got a couple texts from friends being like lol was this you like okay what just move on and be like none of your fucking business but also, it's like the, people brought it up to you in private conversation. Right. Nobody was saying it was you she, publicly. She's not being hounded by the paparazzi in the streets. Like, she's not being followed. Like, nothing is and happening And notice to her. they use the language dozens of messages, not hundreds, yeah, thousands. Like, I, bet, I bet she probably got like eight. <laughs> from she like got 13, which is one. Yeah. A it's baker's so, dozen. <laughs> it's so cringe. I'm so embarrassed for her. And, like, the photos that they're posting of the time that they, like, were seen together once. One time. And like, one girl, time. And she goes, no one warned me about the night being included in the book. I led a peaceful life. I didn't invite this. Okay. And now you think your life is going to get less peaceful? It's or like, like you invited the Daily Mail by telling them. <laughs> it's so, it's so bad. It's so bad. Like, I, okay. If I ever took someone's virginity, I don't know if I have, truthfully. Same. I don't think I have. But if I had, and this person wrote about it in a book, and they didn't name me, I would never say it was me. Correct. Like, I would never call up People Magazine and be like, you know, that person was me. And if it was me, never. I would deny it. Like, or just be like, I would just be like, it's really none of your business. Correct. And everybody really? would move on. Literally, like it's like again, no one was talking about this. Like you and I are so like we are quite we are literally, we are in over our heads every single day. You and I are sending each other articles and pictures and like you know, oh my god, did you see this? Did you see? Never once did we send each other an article that said hair loss of virginity because frankly, I don't care. I don't and never think once it's did fun. we say who could this be? And he's also <laughs> sixteen. Like I don't care what Harry did when he was sixteen. No. I cared about, you know, him just, you know, <laughs> talking shit about his brother. Yeah. And That's I, care I cared about, about the fight and the balding and all of that stuff. But, like, are we being naive here? Sure, she got her dozens of texts from her social circle. But, like, I just think this I, – I, I will say this, and I know it's not the same, but, like, this gave me Samantha Markle energy. Oh, my God. Totally. It has been weeks. Like – we have, even in the Weeks. last two episodes, even today, we've been talking about how we're sick of talking about this book, but we are attached to it, so we have to. But yeah. it's like, it has been weeks since people have been talking about this. And you are now bringing this back into the mainstream media news cycle. Sasha, please. 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 Are, like, is anybody invested in this? I Do don't you know. Think, like, he, no, I don't think anyone cares. Like, I've literally haven't seen anyone talk I just don't think it's interesting like because she's also a normal woman correct it would be so different if it was like Elizabeth Hurley virginity to super nanny mm -hmm. you know the woman that did like 90 <laughs> nanny course. like 911 like something really crazy and obscure like that I would be eating the fuck up I'd be like what he lost his virginity to a super nanny <laughs> yeah not like some girl named Sasha like I don't care and look, I get 
to your point, like, I think that, uh, look, lots of people went on a witch hunt about this book and details of this book, but mm-hmm. they went on those details about things that, quote unquote, people would care about. And sure, people care about Harry's virginity, but the buck really stopped at, like, his how fast right. it was behind the pub. It wasn't Elizabeth right. Hurley. Nobody talked about this again. And honestly, I'm, like, embarrassed because I'm, like, you guys, like, had sex behind a pub? Yeah. Like, it wasn't like she had this, like, one, like, romantic night with a prince. And it feels like she has a little bit – she's like, I wasn't that much older. It's like, okay. Okay, no one cares. (laughs) No one cares, Sasha. No one cares. And, like, it's just, like, it's so just, you know – it's just – it's just I'm so embarrassed for this woman. Really am. Because it's just, like – you can smell the desk the on desk. this one, and in like, my opinion. She does kind of look like Samantha Markle, too. So it I know. Is like, that it's doesn't also help. Like, that's insult to injury. It's just a really, really bizarre. It's weird. And it's transparent. Beyond. It's crystal. Beyond. It's not like she was like, oh, my God, him and I had a relationship. We, you know, I wish that he would have put that in the book. Like, any, give us anything. Yeah. Give us something. She's just like, I got dozens of texts. It was me. My husband's cool with it. Okay. I'm sure your husband's like, why are you talking about this? (laughs) Because now he's going to be known as the guy that's married to the woman that took Harry's virginity. And it's like, that's... I don't think that's something anybody wants. No. 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 That's like if you, like, were married to someone who, like, took Christina Aguilera's virginity. What do and you like, mean? You know what I mean? Oh, just like, like so random? Mean? Just so random and like was fame, super fame. Not saying Christina Aguilera like isn't famous anymore, but just like it would just be really random and like now you're brought in it and you're pulling a Nini Leaks and you're like, why am I in this? Yes. You know? Like you could have just kept your mouth shut. Again, this was giving me like in terms of the level of like how much I cared to know who it was because it was so long ago and like the age and everything, it made me think of like, I don't know why I thought of this. I was like, if somebody from the Hills, we found out like, if we found out who took Lauren Conrad's virginity, it's like, okay. Oh my God. I'd be like, go girl. Cool. Yeah. What else? Like, yeah, I'd be like, how's the weather? On. Like, yeah. Is, yeah. Like it's just, it's an, it's a nothing burger. Yes. Perfect. It's time for our favorite game of mail or fail. One of these is a real headline from the Daily Mail or a similar publication, and the other has been completely made up by our producers. Will we spot the mail or will we fail? Read them off, Sam. Okay, so option number one is Royal Fortune. Prince Harry scored 16 million pounds Advance. You know, I always struggle with these little symbols. Okay. Because I'm so stupid. Okay. Option number one. Royal fortune. Prince Harry scored a 16 million pound advance for spare book, adding to a 160 million pound pocketed from Spotify and Netflix deals. Option number two. Royal fortune. Prince Harry scored 50 million pounds advance for spare book, adding to 150 million pounds pocketed from Spotify and Netflix deals. Oh, I think it's option two. 
So do I. I mean, at yeah. this point, I think they're just raking in dough. They I think are it's making undeniable. So much money. Well, I love that you made these so similar, producers. Thank you for that. But I gotta go number two. Well, we're are losers. We wrong? We're wrong. Come on, losers. Wow. You know, whenever I say that, I think of the time that Phaedra and Portia that video <laughs> where she's like a loser. <laughs> think of it every single time. Okay. Prince Harry scored 16 million pounds advance for spare book, adding to 106 million pounds pocketed from Spotify. The Duke and Duchess of Sussex took a financial hit upon <laughs> leaving royal family, but their net worth has rebounded with several mega, mega deals. Here we take a look at all the lucrative deals that have kept the couple in the money since leaving the firm. So spare, I mean, he signed a four book deal with Penguin yes. Random House for 60 million pounds. That's yeah. insane. But look, he gave 1.2 million pounds to charity. You know how much he paid his ghostwriter? How much? Only a million. Oh my God. I'm actually shocked by that. This, Not even a million pounds. Carried that a book million on his dollars. Back. Yeah. That's kind of strange. But I'm glad he gave 1.2 million pounds to uh, charity. charity. He has been met with silence from the royal family since publishing his memoir, if that's not shocking. <laughs> Spotify. I mean, you and I are constantly enamored and, like, fascinated by their Spotify deal because it just – they don't seem to be doing anything with it. They were dealt a 18 million pound deal with Spotify in 2020. Initially, a full-scale launch of shows was promised in 2021. However, the year came and went without any th further update, and bosses then stepped in and began recruiting in-house staff to help. In 2022, Megan launched her show, Archetypes, looking into labels and stereotypes that hold women back. It is not clear if or when Archetypes will return for a second series. Now, as for their Netflix show, um, they raked in 88 million pounds for their six-hour-long episodes on Netflix. The second installment had 1.5 million viewers, while the third was seen by 800,000. Um, a source claims that the current docuseries in the already filmed program on Harry's Invictus Games, there won't be any more productions. Obviously, he has family money, but he's a prince, so it's not shocking. Yeah. I mean, they're doing just fine. They're fine. They're fine. They're doing just fine. Yeah. You know? I just <laughs> want to know, like, why they're not working, though. Like, they're making this money, but I don't see them, like, working because like where's the podcast the thing that i want to know is when they ink these deals and it's also a similar question for alex cooper is it like they get paid out right year over year like alex cooper i'm like she has a 60 million dollar deal with spotify mm -hmm. is it like you get paid 10 million dollars and your contract is six years long you have a chance to go back and renegotiate at x halfway through or something like that with this it's like are they given a check for what was it from Spotify? 18 million pounds? It was. 18 million pound deal with Spotify in 2020. Mm -hmm. Were they given an 18 million pound check in 2020? And all they've done to date is one episode of R12 audio and then the season of Archetypes. So I don't know the answer to that, but I also have suspicion that I think that that is the way that it works because that's why everyone at Spotify is basically getting fired and losing their jobs because they like made too many like – big moves with these big deals with Kim Kardashian and Alex Cooper and Harry and Meghan, like they were shelling out like tons of money. And Millions I don't of dollars. And I don't think the return has been that great. And also to be like, all right, we paid you this. Now, like, where is the content? And if you're not going to bring it to us, then we'll hire people to do it. Like, because you're clearly not making decisions. These people are like 
incapable of making decisions. Yes. It's very bizarre. And so yeah. it's like, sure, I, I would be curious to know what the return on investment was for Harry and Meghan with Netflix, because I think that might be their strongest performance-based payout. For sure. Not to get all <laughs> business, business, business. But like, I am so surprised that they've done barely anything mm-hmm. with Spotify. Um and what are we going to see from them from Netflix next as producers? Let's find out. And then what's Harry going to write about? And I'm Netflix? sorry. I'm not interested in your elephant documentaries. Like, we're not following you for that. Yeah. We're Agreed. not. I want to see behind the scenes at Invictus Games. I want to see, like, you know how, like, Beyonce had her, like, whole production when she did Coachella or Beachella? Yes. That's kind of, like, what I want of Invictus Games. Like, I want to see them in action. I mean, that I would watch 100%. You know how mm-hmm. I feel about my sports shows, my I know. Drive to Survive, my Breakpoint. The behind the scenes of the games coming together, the trials and tribulations, the setbacks and how they overcome them, obsessed. Give Need me that. It. You know Give what, Omen, that to us. since you're listening, yeah, take it back Apparently you're a big fan of this pod. <laughs> and let them know. Pitch this to Netflix. Bring us in as consultants. Happy to. Happy yeah. to. Because like, it's just you know what are they doing we what don't know doing? they're sitting on a pile of money they're pile <laughs> of sitting on piles of money piles okay so to finish up let's name our spotted dick for the episode who has been a real steamed pudding this week you know mine is sasha sasha wobble i just yeah. too you came in too late to the game sweetie sorry You know, like, Mm -hmm. I think if you had hit the ground running a couple of weeks ago while there was still tons of buzz about this book. But again, this to me just screams, you were maybe pitching this out for a couple of weeks. Nobody was taking bites. And now they want to keep Harry in the news cycle. And so they Mm -hmm. bit. That's it. I totally agree with your spotted dick. It's not mine, but I definitely support you. Thank you. you. Um, Mine is Helena Bottom Carter. Oh, just okay. a fucking hater. Like just a just a salty, salty girl. That's mm-hmm. what I really think this is about because she easily could have played Margaret as an older Margaret. Yes. For sure. I loved I loved her as Margaret in the early seasons when she was on, but I think she's just a little salty that she wasn't cast around like these like arc points like I think she would have really loved this episode with her and Peter Townsend in the last season I feel like that would have been really good so like it's just it's giving hater it's giving hater and it's giving yes envy that she didn't get to fulfill the character Mm -hmm. arc you know get that Mm -hmm. redemption story with Queenie Mm -hmm. um I fully I back you on that one I actually throughout the entirety of this episode I was so drilled in with Sasha that I like forgot about (laughs) Helena No, us talking about Helena Bottom Carter feels like it happened eight hours ago. Like, it really does. I feel like so much has happened. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> um, well, that's it for this week's episode of Crown Jewels. Please be sure to rate, review, and follow the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you're listening now. We'll have new episodes every single Thursday, so be sure to subscribe now so you don't miss out on an episode Tell all of your royally obsessed friends, leave us a review, and follow me at Lex Nico. And you can follow me at Bravo Historian. And until next time, may God save the veg.
Betches.